Welcome to Guarding Talk back on a Monday afternoon. Greg Richard here, joined by a Judy Sharp today. Judy, thanks for coming in. No, you're welcome, Greg. Scott thought um, maybe I should give you a Christmas surprise and come and... An early Christmas surprise. An early Christmas surprise, yeah. But look, the Chrissy Decos are out everywhere here. Out in full force already? Yeah, I've got a Christmas tree in front of me and I don't know what the doggy's got to do with it. I think it's supposed to be a reindeer. Oh. I only say that because the red nose might be a giveaway. Oh, maybe it is too. It looks a bit reindeerish. It does, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Christmas decorations aside, Judy Sharp, what do you have for us today? Well, I thought I'd talk about getting ready for Christmas in the garden. Yeah. Gardenias are presenting a lot of problems. Uh, By the time we cover those two subjects, uh, I think I'll be able to talk for the next hour. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And Christmas is, well, it's not just around the corner, but it is coming up. Probably a good time to start preparing for it. It is, Greg, and particularly in the garden because everyone suddenly wants heaps of colour particularly red and white is yep. uh, Christmas colours. And uh, I always say, please fertilise 10 weeks before Christmas and then plant a week later because you need about eight weeks to maturity to get the... Everyone plants petunias at this time of year to get them full and fluffy and looking great. Uh, but then again, the winds last weekend, there are a lot of people out there who are probably saying... Judy, I'm glad I didn't take notice of you. Last weekend was not a good weekend for being in the garden at all. Not a good weekend even to be at work, Greg, trust me. Um, But so there are are options. So what they need to do now is you can buy more instant grown petunias in bigger plants and you can put those in and then you start giving them flourish every week to try and encourage their growth if you want, you know, some colour around for Christmas. Yeah. Excellent. So there's that. And the other thing is, of course, you've got to prepare a bit if you're going away for a number of weeks. True. You've got to make sure everything's all right. And Well, so many people go away and forget that the garden's there and nothing's <laughs> happening with it. Um, you know, they go away and they have a few drinks at the resort, and but the plants back here might be getting a drink, might they? No, they might be a bit thirsty by the time they come <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, and it happens inevitably all the time. People come back uh, after the holiday period and they've had army grub through the lawn, uh, everything's wilted. But, you know, I always say you can do a few simple things like get a t- an automatic timer, not an expensive one, one that you turn on and then it automatically turns off. Yep. And if you have those attached to your hoses, your neighbours will generally go in and just turn that on. Okay. But if they've got to remember to go back, forget it. I was going to say, like, if you've got a nice neighbour, maybe they'll come over and water your garden for you. Well, sometimes they do, but sometimes they're tied up trying to keep their own looking okay. True. What was it last Christmas Eve? Was it 45 degrees? Yeah. And 30% humidity, not very good (laughs) at all. So, you know, my message out there today is don't go away on holidays and forget the garden. Uh, Don't always rely on family. You know, kids tend to just wave it over the top and get in the car and leave again. (laughs) But if, you know, if you've got nice neighbours, they'll certainly turn your taps on. If you get, they're only reasonably priced. They're an automatic turner offer, yep. so to speak, yeah. Kind of like when you go away and you have lights turned on. Yeah, yeah. And then turn off. Yeah, that's right. Similar. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Nice little tip. Yeah. It's Guarding Talk back on 2 and you are If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call on 49216216. And we've got Jan from Morissette, and she's got a question about roses. Hello, Jan. Um, hi, Judy. Um it's about roses. Have you heard of a, some sort of a bee that makes little um, half circles in leaves and is supposed to take them and make a nest out of them? 
No, I haven't. I'm sorry. Um, and it's definitely a bee. Well, so they say. I've never heard of it myself. What um, um, uh, are you worried they said, because they damage the leaf, or yeah, you want to yeah. find the little nest? Oh, right. No, they chew the leaf. You know, they chew it in a half circle, and then they go the next leaf and chew it and chew it. Yeah. Well, you know that happens at my place, but it's not bees; it's grasshoppers. <laughs> Oh, right, Little baby yeah. grasshoppers, I hate them. Uh-huh, yes. I, I think yes, you might find it's, yeah, it's more that, mm. I think, than bees. Uh, I yeah. don't know why bees would use them in their nest. Neither do I. I, I couldn't no. understand that. And that's my granddaughter in Sydney that's got, and she's got those, uh, you know, those white, or something, what you call them, the white roses. That... Oh, iceberg? Yes, 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 iceberg. And um, it's just, mutilating the leaves. Right, okay. I, look, I, I'm tending to think it's going to be grasshoppers. But, yeah. you know, there are a lot of interest in bees at the moment, so I'm sure one of the listeners oh. will have a bit more knowledge than I do. Someone told her that was that some sort of a bee, and I've never heard of it. No, said, oh. at the moment there's a, a little insect that looks like a ladybird um, that's green, and it's called a crystal bug. A crystal oh, yeah. beetle. Right. And okay. they are eating all the lily pillies and they have that little cut out effect. Oh, now, right. They uh, could perhaps be those even. But, oh, right. you yeah. know, um, probably, you know, you've really got to go out there and, and see exactly Find what it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Even but, if um, you bought it and sort of took yeah. it. Nursery, yeah. Yeah, if you yeah. Ca- have to catch someone, put them in a jar and take yeah. them along to the nursery. But I certainly don't have bees, but I do have grasshoppers. All oh, right, yes, yes, I know those little green, they're pains in the neck. They yeah. are. And boy, they're hard to kill, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Yeah. yeah, it's like getting fly yeah. spray on a fly. As soon as yeah. they see you coming, they take off. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said um, these bees uh, no good spraying the plant because it doesn't worry the bees. Bees, bees, whatever they're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't probably want to spray the bees anyway, would we? No, not those sort of bees. Not the ordinary bees, no. No, well, maybe these, they could be native bees, so we don't want to spray those either. They're not sort of, well, they had a photo of it on the leaf, but it didn't look like, you know, like a bee's more, had a bit of orangey type of a thing. Yes. One was more just dark grey all over. Ah, uh, it's probably not a bee. Oh, right, yeah. I don't think so, but let's hope someone's listening that can give us a yeah. bit of a hint. Yes, yeah. Good, yeah, thank you. Thank you, bye. You might have heard of it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, no. No, uh, they only let me out every now and then, now, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Thank you for the call. Thank you, thank bye. you, bye. It's a bit of a mystery, that one. It is, Greg. Let's hope someone's out there... Very knowledgeable about bees. Well, we've got Dennis on the line from Broadmeadow, and he might have some information about it. That'd be good. Dennis, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yep. You got a bit more information about that bee? Yeah, they're, they're leaf cutter bees. Oh, leaf cutter bees, right, right. Yeah, so they their nest isn't like a normal bee. They they go into hollows and they use the uh, they they use the leaf to close it up. Do they so. make honey? Makes you funny. <laughs> I really don't know. I'd imagine they would. They're a bee. Yeah. Bees, bees all make honey. Yeah. But, um, no, I have yeah, heard of they them. They, yeah. go, they, they cut a 
I do it. My, um, I've got iceberg roses too, and they, um, they, they cut a perfect circle out. But if we spray them, you wouldn't want to spray them, though, no, would you? No, spray no. Bees. no, 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 no. no. Oh, well, that's interesting. Leaf yeah. cutter bees, yeah. Leaf cutter bees, that's what they are. Leaf cutter bees, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, there's even a, I think there's a website that shows you how you can promote them in your own garden because they, they still help with pollinating plants and that. Right, right. It's only the, is it only the roses they eat? Well, I don't know, but that's all they eat at my place. And that other lady said that, that I think a daughter or a daughter-in-law or something. Yeah, like that, had iceberg roses. iceberg roses. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Well, mine are definitely grasshoppers, but um, I'll keep yeah. an eye out for... But those, the bees don't, they won't ruin the plant or anything. No, well, I think that's what she was worried about. And no, that's there's no I'm, way, no. I wouldn't mind, encourage mind, spraying, mind no. No, don't, don't spray them. No. no, and leave their little nest alone too. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Look, thank you for ringing in. I thought someone no would know. Yeah. Okay, you have a good day. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay. Bye. You definitely don't want to touch a bee's nest. No, I don't think That's so. That's just a bad idea written all I over I think it. so. Bad idea. It's like a wasp's nest, isn't it? Oh, I've sat on a wasp's nest once. It wasn't pleasant. How did... It was... I was on an exercise bike outside. Yeah. At a friend's place. This is years ago. And I didn't realise, but there was a wasp's nest under the seat. Oh, no. So as I soon started pedalling on there, they just come out from everywhere. Oh, and everyone had to run inside. <laughs> Except you. Except well, I eventually got inside. I eventually jumped off. And oh. I only got bitten three or four times in my legs. But Oh, they're nasty creatures. No, it was not a pleasant day. <laughs> no, 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 nasty. Good memory. I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Gardening Talk back on 2 Uri FM. And we've got Ken from Wanji. And he's got a question about a perennial plant that's native to Peru. Oh, that's interesting, Ken. Tell us yeah. all about it. Well, its its name is uh, Icharis amazonica. Aha, uh-huh. Amazonica it, tells the story, doesn't it? Ah, uh, well, it might to you, but it doesn't to me. Well, isn't the Amazon in Peru? Isn't Peru in? Oh well, Amazon? yeah, it's in yeah Brazil, yeah, Peru. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, a bulbous perennial, and it's got long dark leaves. They're bigger than than a Madonna lily. Right. And it grows a, a stem with a lovely white flower on the end of it. It's very fragrant. But the problem with it is, and we've had it for a number of years, and we've never had a problem before, and now we're getting a white build-up on the stems. It's, we've had people check it out, and they, it's not wax. Right, OK. It, it more or less looks, as my wife described it, as a, a rash underneath the, the skin. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. It's we, not. It, does it look a bit fluffy, like um, flour? No, no, no. No? It's, no. I was thinking it might have been mealy bug. No, no, it's no. Not, not mealy bug either. No, you can't scratch it off or anything like that. It's under the... the it's yeah. actually in the skin of the plant, of yeah. the leaf. We've treated <laughs> it with comfador, and prior to that, uh, my wife and daughter took it out of the pot washed all the bulbs off and cleaned it and put it back in top-grade um, potting mix uh, and they cut out all the bad ones, or most of them. But uh, there's still a bit of it there. We've treated it with Confidor and I wonder whether there's anything else we could ever go yeah, at. Yeah, but Confidor, of course, is for insects. You know, you're probably not describing an insect. It sounds more fungal to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'd be... Um, trying one of the fungicides it won't hurt to try it 
um, mm-hmm. and even water that through the the soil, even though you've used new potting mix. Yeah. Um, have you taken a leaf down to a nursery? We have, yes. And what did they think, without mentioning the nursery, in case they gave you it, the wrong answer? Well, it was they weren't sure. Right. Uh, two or three of them scratched their heads, and then they came up with Confidor, you know. Right, okay. Um, we have the ability here, don't we, for um, Ken to send us through a photo? Yeah. Okay. We can do that at our email, which is gardening at com. Can you do that, Ken? Yeah. Okay, that'd be wonderful because um, unless you want to come into Merriweather all the the way for a drive, um, but you could do that, send us through a photo, uh, and Scott and I'll certainly have a look and see if we can come up with an answer. But I'm thinking fungal. Well, what would you use if uh, it was fungal? You would use something like mancozeb or copper oxychloride. Okay. Sometimes I even grab at home a, a you know, you, you'll get those um, trigger action rose sprays that have an insect killer in it as well as a fungicide. Okay. You know, even something simple like that might do it. All right. But Thank if you, you send, us, send us a photo, uh, yeah. I'd love to have a look and um, see if I can sort it out for you. Uh, we may be over that way tomorrow. I might pop in and see you if you're there. That'd be lovely. All right. I will be there tomorrow. Okay. Thank you very much. Not till 10 o'clock, Ken. No, well, it wouldn't be till after lunch. Because I sleep is in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. I'll be really interested. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Ken. We've got Graham now from Stockton. He's got a little bit more information about the leaf cutter bee. Oh, okay. Good on you, Graham. Yeah, good day. The the one you're talking about that cuts into the rose is the gold-tipped leaf cutter. Right, okay. All right. In, yeah. in Australia, there's over there's between 1,500 and 2,080 bees, different species. Wow. And that is one of them. Yeah. In the lower Hunter Valley, you've got about a dozen that, right. that, that get into your garden. And this little bloke, he does cut that half circle out of the leaf. Right. And the only other one that he cuts any anything out of is wisteria oh. and it uses that leaf to line the nest yes. he actually burrows into the ground right. in 80 bees will either burrow into the ground or nest in a very very small minute hole in a tree or something like that yeah and they make honey not they only make food for, for their eggs right for their right. eggs for their eggs i have a i have a native beehive here there's only about four or five native bees that actually make a hive. And the native bee I have is the tetragona, I think it's called. They will make about a kilo of honey a year. But the most important thing is they're cross-pollinating. Yes. Yeah. And the other one that you want to... They're, they're, they're going to pollinate your garden, so for God's sake, don't spray them. No, well, that's um, what I because said. Because yeah. when I saw it on my roses, me being the toxic toxic invader I thought yeah that's it something's eating me roses I was going to kill them and then I read up on them I thought oh hang on and the other one you want to have a look at is the blue banded bee and it's a native right. and it pollinates your um, tomatoes oh everyone and you'll find them and you'll yeah. yep and just in colours if I can the leaf cutter is has a grey and black stripe and has an orange backside 
Right. That's how you tell him. The blue banded bee, which it doesn't actually get into the flowers of the um, the tomato, it actually shakes the flower. It actually vibrates. Right. And it shakes the. It gets. It hasn't got pollen sacs, but it gets covered in pollen in the little hairs all over its body, and um, and consequently that pollen drops down and fertilizes the other flowers. And what's he called? A black bandit. Blue. Blue, blue bandit bee. Right. And he's um, he's a goldy colour. Right. With a blue and black um, stripes on his abdomen. Now, the lady that originally rang in, I thought mm-hmm. she said... Um, it was grey, I think. Grey, she said. Yeah, grey and black stripes on so the gold that, tips. That could be the, the blue bandit. No, uh, the blue bandit, I've got a photo of it here. It would need the roses? No. It, no. It, it's, it's basically famous for... Um, tomatoes. Pollinating your tomatoes. Right. The, the gold-tipped leaf cutter... Which is the one that's 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 cutting the, the half circle in your rose? Right. It has um, very grey to white stripes with big black bands. Right. Okay. Well, I hope Jan's listening still, hmm. because that solves the problem for her. But I did say don't spray them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think um, sometimes in the garden we like a plant to look perfect, don't we? And um, hmm. that. Can't always be possible, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Thank you, Graham. Is, the, That's good. But the go is keep an eye in your keep an eye out in your garden for these little fellas because they're only like oh five mil, six mil long. Right. And if you really do go looking for them, you'll find them. <laughs> okay. Well, they don't like my roses. I don't think Graham, because the only thing I see on them are grasshoppers. Yeah, well, they say, um, what is it, build it and it'll come. If you start planting natives, um, especially mauve or blue, in your garden, these natives will come. Right, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I do have quite a few natives in my garden, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I have any blue. Um, Uh, Go looking for them. You might find that they're in there. Right, okay. Thank you, Graham. Look, okay. I really appreciate your call and uh All good. Uh sounds like you've you've looked up and checked up oh, on no, the bees. Um, uh, bees is my hobby. Oh, wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. Thank right. you very much, Graham. Good on you. Cheers. Bye. Well that was good, Greg. Wasn't yeah, very it? fascinating. Yeah, I like the sound of that um the blue, blue bandit. The blue bandit. Sounds like a mischief bee, the blue bandit. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. We'll have to get out with some yeah. magnifying glasses, I think, yeah. this afternoon. Uh, there was um, oh, one of Newcastle's well-known journalists. He was always into native bees many, many years ago. Um, Jeff Corbett. Okay, yep. Jeff was the first person that ever talked to me about native bees. He was um, quite fascinated by the whole story, yeah. I have quite interesting bees. I felt like I was in a bit of a documentary then. Yeah, well, Graham, he was, um, yeah, he knew what he was talking about, and that's really good. And that's why I bowed out gracefully with Jan because um, 
You know, you can't have an encyclopedia in your head every day, can you? No, you can't. But I did know she shouldn't spray them. <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you mentioned something earlier about gardenias at the top of the hour. Yeah, gardenias at the moment are suffering. Okay. Uh, probably because we're not getting the rain and they're drying out with all the winds. Yep. And so many people bring in a leaf, a yellow leaf, thinking that they've got an insect or a fungal disease. But gardenias are flowering at the moment, Greg, and they put every nutrient they've got into the flower making. Right, yeah. So you've got to pump them up. Pump them up with water. They love water. The other thing is, if, you know, that's not helping, well, then you water iron chalates over the soil. Okay. But ideally, coming up to the end of winter, that's when you feed them with cow manure if they're growing in the ground, not in a pot. Right. And uh, the cow manure puts iron in the soil. And that's what they're lacking. That's why they're getting the yellow leaves. And the yellow leaves, once they go yellow, they drop, of course, so they've got yellow leaves dropping everywhere. And there's a big panic on this time every year about the gardenias. But that's really all it is. And I had a lady um, bring in a photo uh, over the weekend and as soon as I looked at it, I said I was lucky I was able to see the ground. Yep. And you could see it was really dry. Right, okay. And she said, but I've got a sprinkler system. And I said, but how often does that come on? Oh, she said, oh, you know. A couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, a couple of minutes. And she said, what have I got to do? I said, just stand there with a the hose and really pump the water in as though we've had a big storm. Yep. Because that's what they're lacking. Bit of cloud cover today. What was the weather forecast? Uh, we won't have rain till possibly Wednesday. Oh, and yeah. That's possible, a possible storm as well. Showers yeah. with a possible storm. So, you know, look at Saturday and Sunday. They were horrendous days. Oh, the wind was terrible. Yeah, Saturday was like an Armageddon out there because it was hot. Yep. Sunday it went cold. Um, but, you know, after all these years of doing this, I'm always really surprised that I'll say to people, how often do you have a drink? Yeah, every day. Every, every nearly day. Every, nearly every couple of hours. <laughs> nearly every couple of hours, of course you do. Um, and uh, they, you know, they go, oh, yeah, oh, well, I only water that once every two weeks. Well, you know, it's... it's no, you can't not, do that. Not common sense, is it? Yeah. Look, could I just mention something while we're talking about... Yeah. Uh, we're finished with gardenias now. Yep. You have got any questions to no, ask me about? No, I was just about to say, any other manure you can use besides... No, no, you've got to use cow. Okay. Because it's got the iron in it, and gardenias like an acidic soil. Okay. And if you use poultry manure, it's alkaline. Right. So you're changing the pH of the soil. Okay. Now, if they were growing in pots, then you can use a very good product, uh, one of the flourishes... Uh, are made to be acidic and you can use that every week in a pot uh, and also too you just need to give them a little bit of bounce back or something but you can't give them cow manure in a pot okay and that's sometimes when you use chelated iron if they're in a pot so that's but too acidic to make them acidic yeah yeah okay. but i honestly i find people that are growing plants in pots are probably more diligent waterers than people in the garden yeah, I think people just assume that the water stays the water, there. The water stays there. But in a pot, they walk past and they see it's dry. Yeah. So, you know, and generally growing in pots, it's a little bit of a hobby. Yeah. So, you know, it fills in their time and so they do keep the water up a little bit more. But what I was going to mention um, when we're talking about the roses and uh, 
even though these little bees seem to be little monkeys, yep. um, the worst thing you get in your roses is, is um, <clears throat> pardon me, a bug called... Um, is it that big white one? No, that's a cockchafer. He's eating the roots. <laughs> okay, right. He, he eats the roots. No, 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 budworm, budworm. Right. I had a mental block then. I hope Scott's not listening, or other people aren't <laughs> listening either. Yeah, no, they're called budworm, and they're laid before the rose is actually formed into a flower. Okay. Now, the only way he gets out, he eats his way out of the rose. Ah. So you, when the rose does finally open, you only get half the petals because okay, he's, he's eaten his way out of one half. Yeah, and I find they're, obviously, they're much more of a nuisance than these little bees are. Yeah, they don't sound very nice. No, they're dreadful things. Yeah, budworm. Yeah, nasty. They eat halfway through your eyes. They do. Rude. And, and I saw one the other day when I, when I saw what had happened and I opened up the bud, a flower, and uh, he'd been curled up in there and he'd been, um, how can I describe it? Um, um, he'd been uh, excuding. Oh, okay, is that, right. Is that the word yeah. we're using? <laughs> He'd been excuding all yeah. over the inside of the rose and it made it look really yucky-ducky. Gave me the creeps. I uh, hope the other one's enjoying their lunchtime as well. <laughs> 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 it's Gardening Talk back on 2 RFM. We're almost out of time for another week, but Judy, I think we've got time for a couple more calls. And we've got Gwen from Beresfield. She's got a question about orchids. Hello, Gwen. Hello, Judy. How are you? I'm fighting fit today. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm be happy. <laughs> what can um, I help you with, dear? Well, I heard somebody t- say you put you spray Epsom salts on your orchid. Is that right? Really? Yes, they didn't say how much. They just said, and don't forget to spray your orchids with Epsom salts. And I thought, well, I've never heard of that before. No, and I haven't either. I think I'd be very wary of that, Gwen. I'm... I think it might burn them. Mm. Now, are they phalaenopsis or do you know which kind of orchids you've got? Um, just the ordinary, um, tell me. Uh, phalaenopsis or the, no, just, just the, the long orchid. strappy leaf ones, the long yes. strappy leaves yes. with the tall yeah. flowers, cymbidiums. Mm. Cymbidiums. Cymbidiums. That's it. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, cymbidiums. Well, what we mm. need now is for an orchid... Um, someone in the Orchid Society to ring up and let us know what they think. Uh, I would be very wary of that. But, look, having over the years had the Orchid Society regularly each year come and give talks at our nursery, uh, I used to go and listen in and I was very surprised at how rough they were with them and some of the things they did feed them with. So that probably what we need so that I could, uh, I hate to say yes and then you burn your orchids but um, you know I doubt that, look I'd be buying a good orchid food. Yes, that, that's what I thought, yeah, I couldn't see the benefit of her Epsom salts and can you put the Epsom salts around your gardenias? Yes you can mm. and I mean the Epsom salts obviously yeah, uh, it introduces iron I would imagine mm. uh, whereas I don't know why your orchid would need that no, I didn't no, know either. No, I, I think, I must... yeah, more yeah. sulphate of potash or something like that, but uh, mm. perhaps we will get a call and someone will correct me. Yes, I, I thought I must ring Judy at the, inside, at the nursery and find out about that, but I've just been in hospital and I've just come back, so 
I thought, oh, I'll ring today and ask you. Ah, oh, yeah, well, you got a yeah. surprise. I was here, not there. <laughs> <laughs> but well, thank uh, you very, very much. Well, look, look, do ring me at the nursery because I will follow up on this with someone from the Orchid Society uh, mm. because we probably won't have time to hear from them today. No. So maybe one time over this weekend, if you give me a ring, I'll follow up on it. Oh, thank you then. You're I will quite do welcome, that. dear. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Thank Gwen. Right, Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Gwen. Judy Sharp, I'm sorry to say this. We are out of time for another week. Oh, I wanted to talk about jacarandas, Greg. Well, I know you did, but... They're so beautiful this year, aren't they? And it was your big chance because Scott's not here. Yeah, I know. But they are beautiful this year. They've been fabulous because it's been so dry. Anyway, well, that's the luck of the game. That's it. That's your music. <laughs> your cue music to be off. Cue music, I'm off. <laughs> Bye. Thank you very much, Judy. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.